Hello and welcome to the Keto Man's Club podcast. We're glad you're here, where each week we talk about men's health and lifestyle. We do so with the foundation of the ketogenic diet and lifestyle. If you don't know what keto is, stick around and you'll find out. The podcast will bring you real honest fun. Each week we strive to uncover the tips and tricks that you can use in your everyday life to maximize your overall health. Find the clearest path to becoming the best version of yourself that you were meant to be. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Keto Man's Club podcast. My name is Chris. I'm one of your hosts alongside Jim and Alberto as always. We're all here today and we've got a wonderful guest that's going to uh, introduce himself and uh, share a bit about his life with us. We'll talk more about him in a few moments. Jim, how's it going? Uh, life is good. Summer has arrived in Indiana, and uh, we've had um, all the rain that we need for the remainder of the year. So I'm set. No complaints. Life is good. How about yourself, sir? Uh, not too bad. It's KetoCon week, and uh, I know me and Alberto have a busy weekend in front of us, and uh, it, it's exciting times. Alberto, uh, how about you? Anything else, uh, anything other than KetoCon pending going on? Uh, getting hot. I think I finally figured out my smoker. Things are going great there. So just, uh, yeah, (laughs) getting ready for summer with uh, no shirts and lots of smoked meats. Mm -hmm. And less whiskey because last smoke was entirely way too much whiskey. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I called you on it and you sobered up pretty quick. But uh, yeah. Yeah, literally. Things things got away from me. It was one of those where, you know, it was outside. It was hot, which didn't help. And And I was... Smoking a, a pork butt for pulled pork, and I'm like, oh, I'll just have a cocktail, which turned into two, which turned into three, which before I knew it turned into more than half a bottle. <laughs> and then, well. and it, it was just, uh, it was not how I planned to spend my Sunday. And then, you know, I started, made a comment, and Chris called me out on it, and his accountability remark kind of hit home. And I'm like, all right, that's enough for today. So I just uh, started yeah. slamming a bunch of water, started shucking a bunch of salt, took a cold shower, and I'm like, all right, all right, had my fun. <laughs> no sense of getting out of well, control here. <laughs> well, my, my real concern, you know, honestly, was we were going to be working out the next morning. And I uh, oh. didn't want to, you know, didn't want to uh, have you, you know, dragging the way that I sometimes drag. Um, so, you know, it, it, it's, uh, I'm just looking out for you. Looking out for, for it was, your, you. Know, it was appreciated. It, it was necessary. I mean, oh, I didn't, yeah. we, we still didn't work out the next morning. I mean, either way. But <laughs> I was yeah, like, I know, nope, that ain't going to happen. I need to sleep this one off. <laughs> yeah, yes. So you guys have both mentioned uh, KetoCon. So what are you going to be doing uh, this weekend with that? Are you guys volunteering or just attending? Or what are you? what's your role, so to speak? I would take well, Chris is a much more interesting role than I do. I pretty much stand at the front door and uh, just check for badges as people walk in. He's the bouncer of the party. Do you wear, <laughs> yeah. do you wear a shirt for this? I mean, you know. yeah, yeah, they give me one, but but they gave me a shirt to wear. But they said when you're not volunteering, don't wear your shirt. So the way I took that is, is when I'm not volunteering. <laughs> <laughs> my shift done is my oh. over at seven o'clock. I free the keto nipple at seven o one. I see how it's gonna go. Yeah, I won't be joining you in that. Um, I will have the volunteer shirt as well, but I will also be bringing my Keto Savage gear to uh, to rep that as best as I can. Um, so yeah, uh, I, I 
I will be doing slightly more than that. I will be uh, helping people with the breakout rooms uh, midday, and then I'm playing check-in slash bouncer at the uh, jazz concert uh, that's going to be Saturday night. So that's the duties that I'll that I'll have. But the rest of the time, I'm going to enjoy getting to actually attend some of the sessions and being able to uh, freely walk the vendor floor because last year I had time to do. Uh, to to walk the vending floor uh, pretty pretty much, but I was kind of working the whole time. I was doing some AV stuff for for them last year, so I was I, they they've hired someone to do that uh, this year and taking a different tactic, which I think is a better tactic uh, uh, in general. So I'm I'm kind of happy that they went that route, but they still needed volunteers, and so I'm still digging in, and I'll also be uh, helping fill swag bags on Thursday. So that's my other duty that that we'll be doing. But it's going to be Take exciting. Lots of photos. Uh, it's going to be Oh, we will. There will be plenty of photos and videos. Um, some of us guys from the club and otherwise are actually getting together to have a meetup Friday night after the festivities of the convention and uh, going to go get some barbecue and it's going to be good. So, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be cool. I mean, uh, Dr. Sean Baker is going to be there. Amber, Amber O'Hearn is going to be there. Like all these people that you, that they're the big names that you hear about when it comes to speaking about keto as often as possible or in sean baker's you know in his case is carnivore but uh, I, i'm actually really looking forward to it it's gonna be cool good 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 well let's go ahead and and uh dig into our our, our chat with our guests today today we are uh joined by tony uh tony james and he is uh, one of the members of our group, and uh, he's been keto for a while. We're going to dig into all that. I don't even know all the details, so this will be new for me, and uh, I think it will be really good. Uh, hi, Tony. How's it going? What's up? It's going good. Great. Thanks We're for coming on, man. Have you on this? Yeah, absolutely. Tony, where in the world? Real quick, where, where's Tony at? I don't know where Tony's based out of. Are you a Texan as well? I'm the same. I'm South. Yes, I am. Born and bred. Okay. Yeah, so he's real close. He came up, and we uh, actually, when when uh, me and Alberto kind of got into a routine, part of that r- routine started with Tony coming up on a weekend, and us all hitting the gym together, the three of us, and so that was really good. Uh, but yeah, we uh, we've been doing uh, we, we've known Tony for a while. Uh, but yeah, uh, Tony, you're you're born you're you're born and raised in the San Antonio area specifically. No, uh, I'm no? born and bred in South Texas, in Corpus, okay. uh, Aransas Pass. Okay, yeah, I'm familiar with that area. Okay, so Tony, uh, go ahead and uh, can I give us a, a rundown of uh, some of the, the, the basics of, or like the Cliff Notes version of how you got to where you are today? Maybe specifically like up to the point of needing keto. Like what, what did that look like? What was growing up like? Things like that. Uh, well, I was, uh, I was stagnant for a while in uh, 2016. I started changing my diet. I was still way overweight. 300 pounds and my wife told me you can lose weight eating bacon and eating high fat and i thought she was nuts (laughs) Uh, i thought thought she was crazy i was like no you you can't lose weight eating like that she's like yeah yeah you can i'm like no that's that's impossible and almost a year later and a hundred pounds lighter i mean i haven't looked back i mean that was in 2016 and I mean, it's just, it's been awesome. And 
Yeah. But before keto, I mean, I had depression, anxiety. I mean, you name it. I had high blood pressure, high blood sugars. Um, I had sleep apnea. I mean, <laughs> the list goes on and on. Yeah. Let, let's talk about how you got there. So did that just kind of happen naturally because you didn't watch your, your diet or was that environmental? Kind of talk about that side of things. Went through a rowdy divorce. I was overweight. I really didn't pay attention to what I ate, um, was homeless. And I really had a rough time for quite, quite a few years and uh, didn't really pay attention to what I was eating. And then, of course, I had a stroke, so it limited my physical limitations. So I was just putting weight on and weight on after my stroke. How did your How did your wife find keto? Was she doing it to tell you about it, or how did How did she get you on the, the yeah. bacon routine? Yeah, she was she was already started on it, and I kind of was like, "Man, you can't lose weight like that." And she was was losing weight and she kind of was making me meals and gradually putting me on keto whether you like it or not (laughs) yeah whether i liked it or not she was making meals and everything i mean she would do these uh egg cups in the morning she'd meal prep these egg cups for us uh with eggs and bacon and bell peppers and stuff and then she would do the meals and you know the mashed cauliflower the chicken fried steak with the pork rind batter Okay, so Tony, talk to us a little bit about what um, more like the specifics of kind of what you were eating growing up, um, leading up to adulthood. And, you know, well, actually, let's rephrase that. Were you overweight? Were you athletic? What were what was Tony like in high school? Uh, Tony in high school was. Um, I was I was really overweight. He was three hundred pounds my freshman year, so I mean, I was wearing like a size forty out of eighth grade. But I mean, I played football, so wow. I mean, they had you eating like coaches had you eating, put on more weight, put on more weight. So I mean, it was everything was fried food, high carb. <laughs> Were you uh, were you a linebacker or what what type of position were you playing? No, I played guard and then on defense I played a uh, defensive tackle. Okay, yeah, the bigger the better. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you know, and and so yeah, that it seems like your your weight gain started early and the coaches weren't helping at all uh with, with that that's that's no good but that's kind of the way that things are and honestly that's texas because texas is all about football especially south texas but tony you said that you were playing football and everything so you had to be somewhat physically strong even at your size to be doing all the football and oh, everything yeah. else it yeah, wasn't no, we- like you're sedentary all the time no in the weight room though i mean you're in the weight room but cardio i mean was that was optional during football i mean the only time you did cardio was during spring training and your two a days but even with that i mean still eating they let you eat like crap so yeah well amazing isn't it it's like football is the justification and they're just like yeah eat whatever you want and eat more of it because you're playing football yeah so when you got out of high school, were you still were you were you physically active at all? Um, did you play sports or anything like that, or just continue to follow the same kind of food path of the eat to eat to eat kind of thing? I think the lightest I ever been it before I ever started keto or ever discovered it was like two forty, and I was trying to get into the military when I was eighteen. So 
Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't pass the PT. Yeah, that, that would be quite the task for, for someone that, that was your size at the time. Yeah. So your, your wife kind of started you on keto. Before keto, had you tried to lose weight or did you just not care pretty much? Probably yo-yo dieting, you know, that yo-yo dieting, you know, eat less, eat less type deal. And, you know, thinking wheat bread is good for you. <laughs> <laughs> if you switch to wheat bread and, you know, switching to greens, it'll make a difference. Because that's what I try to do before she got me on keto. I was thinking, okay, I'll switch to wheat bread. I'll switch to, you know, whole grains and all this. And I stalled whole out. Whole food diet, it's got to be good for me. Yeah. Subway says so. Yeah, exactly. You know, I I thought I thought wheat bread made a difference. Yeah, don't get the white bread. That's that stuff's garbage. Get get the whole wheat bread. It's got stuff in it. <laughs> and now that we've learned about the glycemic index, we know that wheat bread has a higher glycemic index than sugar. Not even lying. Wheat, wheat bread, whole wheat has a higher glycemic index than than straight white refined sugar. With the yo-yo stuff, what kind of what kind of diets or things were you doing? I mean, you mentioned the whole wheat bread and whatnot, but did you did you ever do Weight Watchers? Did you do Atkins? Did you do anything else? And was it just a back and forth kind of thing, or no, what, no, what no. kind of different plans did you try? No, I was just trying to basically the whole cut certain foods out, eat less, you know, type deal like that. It was just mainly right. eating okay. less, but no, no. Yeah. So how long ago was it that, that your wife introduced you to keto and what was the light bulb moment for you when you noticed that things were working and that something was different? Uh, well, she started me, I believe, September of 2016. And like I said, she was gradually making us meals and, you know, I was losing weight and I believe three months in. Shoot, I was down to like a, I started keto in a size 40 pants and I was 280 and then I got down and I was buying myself size 34 pants and dude, the results just kept coming. I was more energetic. I was more the, the energy wise. My vision got better. I had to go and get different prescription glasses. Um, and then we went and checked my blood pressure and blood sugars. And it is it, just like one thing after another was doing good. I stopped snoring eventually in my sleep. So, yeah, that's that's awesome. So th- you didn't have a specific revelation moment. You just kind of slowly but surely saw the results and were like, OK, well, we're going to keep doing this because it's working. Yeah, well, I mean, the energy. I mean, the, I never had that type of energy before. I, the earliest I got up in the morning was for work which was like 5 a.m. to go to Home Depot for a few hour shift. But when I started being able to wake up at 4 a.m. and go running for three miles every morning, that was just insane. I mean, I never had that energy before. So you're uh, you're pretty well known in the group. Uh, you post a lot of workout videos. Uh, you do you work you work out like every single day, don't you? Uh, I try. Well, just, I mean, but you're at least five six days a week. So, like there's times when I wake up, I'll look at how is this guy doing this. <laughs> I had so much energy and being a recovering alcoholic and addict, your body just, you need something to do. It's not good to idle. So at what point, um, so you start keto, the weight starts coming off, you get this energy. Was it just one day you decided to get up and start running or did it start with pushups? How did it it get going? It started with jogging. I would do a brisk walk and then jogging and notice the weight coming off and my knees weren't hurting. And I just was like, you know what, let me try running. So I'd run a mile here and there. Then I, uh, my wife 
said you should do yoga because I was having some pain from running a lot. So I started doing yoga and yoga helped me with breathing. And I went from running like two to three miles to running eight miles a day to 10 miles a day. And I was doing this in the middle of the summer. <laughs> so, I mean, and then I wanted to challenge myself and got a weight vest. I got one of those like 30 pound weight vest, started running like five miles with that. But yeah, the energy came out of, out of nowhere and the pain started going. The more you lose weight, the more your knees and feet feel better. All these workouts that you're doing, Tony, um, are you, did you, did you ever train to be like a personal trainer or something? Or where are you finding out how to do these things? Cause you're going beyond just a bicep curl and reverse lunges kind of thing. You're doing all kinds of stuff that really targets certain areas. So how did you learn about these different types of workout options? I just go on YouTube and Google and just start learning about the body, what needs to be trained, how it needs to be trained, um, techniques, form, everything. I'm no pro at it. I just go on YouTube and watch like three videos of the same movement and let them do a tutorial and then I'll hit it the next day. What's your favorite workout routine? Are you a back, leg, what guts? What, what's your what's your favorite part that you enjoy tuning up the most? For a while, I enjoyed working back. And then I, I got back to doing cardio as of lately. Good deal. So talk to us a little bit about your experience in prepping for the competition that ultimately didn't end up happening. That kind of, you know, that kind of sucked. But you, you did a, a bodybuilding process there where you were trying to, to prepare for that. What was that like for you? Um, what did you like or what did you dislike about it? That was awesome. I enjoyed everything about it. I got down to, I was up around 240 and then I got down to 210 for that competition. And uh, a lot of it was based off of fasting. And then when I was getting ready for that show, I stopped using sweetener in my coffee, the sugar substitutes and was doing mostly carnivore and a lot of 16 eights getting ready for that show. But that really helped discipline because I lost all urges for putting any kind of sugar substitute in my body. Because before that, too, I was on that band, that bang drink, that bang energy drink. Now, I've never heard of that. We never talk about it. Never. It never comes up. I drink those, but man, those things are addictive. Yeah, they certainly can be. I, I have to make sure I limit myself on them because otherwise, totally go overboard on them. I have yet to cross into the bang world, so you're probably you're better. You're not missing a whole lot. Yeah, yeah. Let's not blow past the fact that uh, you decided to sign up for this bodybuilding competition with like almost no time to to actually get a proper prep in. You just kind of dove in feet first and went for it. And I remember you saying the comment like, "I just want to." get up there and do it and whatever I place is wherever I place and then I thought that was that was a highly respectable and super cool you like if you found something you want to do and you just hopped in and said let's just get it done and see where we end up yeah so how did you end up I ended up pretty good man I, like I said I got down to 210 my body fat was pretty low but the class I signed up for which was uh novice bodybuilding there was no competitors for that so you won <laughs> 
Nobody needs to know how many competitors. It's just that you came home with the trophy. Yeah, I know. Well, all that matters. They were telling me usually they let them go and compete, but I guess they were pressed on time and whatever. I mean, so but I got an apology. Let's say you your your thing pretty much just got canceled, like flat out canceled, and then no one told you nothing about it. Like I remember you posting, you were there. You're just like, okay, I guess this is not happening. Yeah, that was kind of a, a sucky time. I know, but from what I hear from you, you don't sound like you regret having gone through the process of trying to prep for it and and trying to compete at this point is that is that a fair judgment yeah it's, it's yeah tony tell me about uh people who have noticed this physical change in you um are you friends family co-workers people that you see regularly i mean have, have what's been the reaction to see you drop 100 pounds and get on a, a healthier lifestyle kick so to speak well for one a lot of people my mom my brother mainly because my brother used to call me buddha <laughs> i was so big and bald and <laughs> When you're that big, they couldn't see your eyes. So, I mean, they definitely saw a big change when I started losing the weight. Mm -hmm. Were they surprised that this was being done the way it was with the the keto way of eating? Well, yeah, I told my mom, I said, hey, you know, this is how my diet consists. And I eat pork rinds around her and say, eat that bad for your heart. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, eat eat this traditional plate of refried beans that I just made in vegetable oil. And she drinks her whiskey and smokes her cigarettes. And <laughs> yeah. So you, you had talked about your alcoholism and people with addictive personalities do tend to replace their addictions with another addiction. Now, hopefully in this case, we're talking about, you know, that you've maybe replaced with healthy habits like having the un- uncontrollable urge to wake up at four or five o'clock in the morning, hit the, the, the gym and the apartment complex and things like that. H- how has that been for you since you've broken the cycle with the alcoholism and things like that? Do you see the addiction manifest in other ways now? Uh, I see as I can live in the present these days. Cause when you're an addict and an alcoholic, um, you tend to mourn on past and you tend to, you know, beat yourself up so when you replace it with good habits that are helping you grow in life having a 4 a.m alarm i I guess having structure in your life helps you move as a better person yeah um i I can see that in in some elements in in my life as well having you know the the schedule of having to get up in the morning uh sometimes at four o'clock in the morning and and meet a better at the gym that's uh those days i'm generally speaking way more productive than the days that I sleep in until three minutes before I have to walk to my office and sign into work. Uh, <laughs> that, that added structure is uh, very beneficial. Uh, so what what is the most surprising thing that you've encountered since you uh, have taken on the ketogenic lifestyle and uh, reclaimed your health? What, what's kind of caught you off guard? I guess this one would be kind of uh, having a high libido, man. <laughs> having, yeah. having blood circulate in certain places that didn't before. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to put that's it. A, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> I mean, that's how I ended up with a baby, right? Yep, and he's a cute one. Uh, I guess that's a good good follow up question. Uh, are you uh, raising uh, raising him to to be keto, or are you just kind of giving him whatever? I, I know from the the time or two that we've shared a meal together, 
uh, he ate what you were eating. Yeah, he don't eat, he don't eat keto, but I guess right now he's kind of like Mikey. He'll eat anything. Yeah. But he was born really underweight and low blood sugar. So we kind of, you know, we wanted to do things a certain way with him, but unfortunately he's grown up to be a big baby. Yeah. With the with the progress and everything that you've made, and you t- you talked about you know your stroke, the sleep apnea, all these different things. What about on the medical side of things? Have you had a doctor that you've seen regularly through this transition and the weight loss and whatnot? And what's been the reaction of uh, physicians, medical folks, things like that? Uh, the only time I had a checkup was when I had a believe insurance with Home Depot and I just went in to get, you know, the blood pressure and blood work done. But before that, I mean, I had the high blood pressure and was on anxiety pills, but I haven't been to a physician in like two years. Okay. Well, that's good. I haven't needed it. <laughs> uh, apparently not. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of run things the same way, so I can't criticize. I, I, I'm blown off a bunch of doctor's appointments I should have gone to. And I'm kind of like, well, I feel great. Everything's going good. And the way I feel is, uh, I think, a better indication of my health and a five-minute conversation with a doctor. And I just, just kind of rock that for now. I mean, sooner or later, I'll get in there. i just not very high on my priority list these days. I mean, when you have a stroke at 24, you don't really want to see doctors. What What was the cause of your stroke? I mean, did they say that it was nope. solely on, you know, weight and things like that? Or, I mean, what, weight. kind of take us through that because that's such a big part of your life. It was weight. Um, and my dad had uh, alcohol-induced dementia. So... I didn't know how to take care of that. Um, I think that was my biggest thing was having a, a 48-year-old dad that was uh, that had dementia and he had no health insurance, no financial income. So I had to figure all that out for him, get him on disability, get him in a nursing home. Wow. Yeah. I was at work. Luckily, I did security in an emergency room. I was on my lunch break and I thought I was... I was choking on food and the guy was like, dude, you wouldn't be choking if you can talk. Hmm. <laughs> As the last of it, hit the floor. Yeah. The, uh, my, my grandfather, my grandmother had a uh, stroke and it, it was catastrophic. Hers was what it put her out. They had to, and this was late eighties, early nineties at that point. So they didn't have the laparoscopic stuff that they have now to fix a lot of this stuff. And so they, uh, they had to, to shave her head and, and do basically open brain surgery to, to fix everything. Um, uh, so it, it's changed a lot. Now we can meditate a lot of this stuff. Um, what were the, the initial side effects of the stroke? Did you, did you have, you, you mentioned them in passing, but can you go into more detail as to, to kind of what you had to rebuild from? Uh, I had to rebuild my, Speech, because I lost my speech for a while. Um, I had to take depression meds. I wasn't sure again why they put me on depression meds, but apparently I was taking depression meds. I had very low libido, too. Like, I had no interest in I had no... It is rough, man. I had to do a lot. The speech was a big thing, having to, yeah. to learn to talk again and everything. That one was big, because, I mean, when you're 24 and you kind of lose a lot of your speech... Was it one of those situations? What is it? Aphagy, uh, um, effigy, something like that, where you know what you're wanting to say, but you just can't get it out? Yeah. Or was it just a, the whole process of ever all the communication skills? It was a, uh, I wanted to, you know, when I want to talk or some, you know, can't get it out or whatever. And then, you know, I had a, lost a lot of my, I guess you'd say dictionary and what, whatnot, you know, it was part of functional loss. Sure. And remind me again, Tony, how old are you now? I'm 30. Okay. So that was just only a few years ago. 
So um, let's let's go ahead and, and talk a little bit about uh, your current routines. We've already talked about uh, your waking up early almost every day, getting a workout in, uh, regardless of what it is. You're you're doing some type of work. You're sweating every day. Uh, what what's the rest of the day looking like for you, uh, routine wise? Routine wise uh, in relation to health. So what you eat, uh, other activities that you're doing, things like that. Uh, well, what I eat, I try to keep. As we always have food prep, so I mean we have our meals prepped throughout the week. So, but most of my day, as of late, is a stay-at-home dad. <laughs> That's an okay thing. That's a that's a yeah, yeah, okay yeah. thing. It, it's very apparent that you love your son and that you're doing what you can to raise him as best you can. And is have has there been any specific takeaways from that that you've learned uh, now being a dad? Oh yeah, man, just learning patience. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, I'm just a few months behind you in the in the father department with 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 little Noah. So I I remember we were sitting at that restaurant uh, when. You know, a bunch of us guys from around here met, and I'm like, yeah, hand him over here. And I was there trying to eat, just talk to you guys, and he's in there reaching for everything at the table. And, you know, at this time, Yvette was still pregnant. And all I could think about is, like, yeah, I better get used to this because it's coming, and it's coming quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's crazy how fast he's grown, man. <laughs> well, that's that's just a sign that he's healthy and that he's getting the things that he needs in life out of uh, the nutrition that you're providing him and the, the care that you're giving him. and and that's awesome. And a year went by fast because this weekend's his birthday. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So other than steak, what would you say your favorite keto food would be? Um, Chicken fried steak. Uh, keto-fied yeah. chicken fried steak? Keto chicken fried steak and the mashed cauliflower. Uh-huh. Yeah. So what, what, what <laughs> do you guys use for breading on that chicken fried steak? The crushed pork rinds. Fresh pork uh-huh. rind, and the wife throws in like she mixes a parmesan in it, and then she'll make a cream cheese gravy. Huh? Oh, dude, she, and that's yeah, happiness that's, for yeah. you. Yeah, she's got like <laughs> she's got like plate dish after dish after dish. Man, did she, she could, did she ever have a weight issue, and that's why she did keto, or how did she? Get yeah, yeah. To yeah, she she had a weight issue. And how much has she lost doing keto way of eating? I think she she lost about as much as me. I think she lost like eighty pounds doing keto. Great, that's amazing, that's fantastic. And yeah, before she and before she got pregnant, we we go jogging together. We did yoga together, so she was she was active too. So that was the best thing about it: being both active and both being on keto. So that's fantastic. Then uh, I see like you're clearly enjoying your new digs, your your new little gym, uh, your. Uh, yeah, your yeah. stair stepper where you're, you're climbing skyscrapers now every morning. And uh, and I noticed uh, <laughs> you have a new mile achievement where you said, I think it was, you said it was the, the first time in a long time that you actually killed a mile in under 10 minutes or something like that. Yeah, I killed a mile in nine minutes. That's so fantastic. That, and that was a personal record? Yeah, that was a personal record. I've been running for a few years now, so but I never thought about testing my speed. So when you, let, let me follow up on that. The... Uh, when you were when you were running originally, was that before losing all the weight and and all of that, or was that uh, as your energy level got got up, you you just kind of dove into running? Uh, that was as my energy level was going up. I started running because I mean it was painful before. Um, I was jogging and walking, and I'd come back gassed and hurting. So keto and yoga. <laughs> 
How often do you do the oh, yoga? Yoga, I used to do daily just as much as I would do running. And then as of lately, I do it two to three times a week. And it's and you find a variety of benefits from it then? Oh, absolutely. Back pain, uh, hip pain, you know, prevention, It mainly prevention. Because that's one thing that I struggle with, like tight hip flexors and lower back stuff and so on. And I've been told, you know, yoga would be a great thing to do. And kind of like what you were talking about earlier with the working out, um, finding things on YouTube and whatnot to do. But my my own personal problem is just the consistency of following up. And I, um, I'm kind of expecting to go from being the tin man in the Wizard of Oz who can't bend over or do anything to being uh, as the scarecrow and as limber as all get out. I want that to happen in about 10 minutes. Man, it's not going to be that way at all. No, yoga doesn't quite work that way. I did yoga for a long time. Yoga's awesome. I keep meaning, I keep meaning to do it. I'm just a little obsessed with weightlifting lately, so... Well, a little obsessed would be an understatement, I think, but that's we'll save that for our next uh, therapy session, sir. For Jim, those are my exact words. When I started yoga, I was feeling like the Tin Man, so... And now you're able to, you know, touch your toes, turn yourself into a human pretzel and all those kinds of things, correct? Not that much. No, not on that <laughs> level, but I can't touch my, touching your toes, yeah. If I cross my legs, I can touch my toes pretty easy. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, we, we've got to, we've had, hopefully our listeners won't have a, an idea that this is, this has happened, but we've had some technical difficulties and so we've hold you, held you past our, our, our initial expected time. And we've had a good conversation. Uh, I do have one more question for you, Tony. And uh, this is a question I like to ask a lot of our guests is uh, if you had a time machine and you had the chance to talk to yourself back in high school, back and when you were at your lowest point at the time of the, the stroke, whatever that moment was for you, there are going to be guys out there that are hopefully listening to this podcast. And what would you want to have heard or learned that you now know whenever you were at your lowest point or at your heaviest? What, what would you wish that you would have known? See, nothing, man. I kind of, as much as the lows I've had and everything, I'd say nothing. I, I wouldn't be the person I am if it wasn't yeah. for the lows I had. I wouldn't go back and tell them nothing. I tell myself, life happens for a reason. I mean, I, that's a good outlook. I couldn't go back and give myself advice. I couldn't go back and give myself advice. I mean, honestly, <laughs> I wouldn't take it. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I would, it, this is, this is. This is life, man. You learn from your when when you hit rock bottom or when you're at your worst. I mean, you got to figure out a way to get through it. I mean, yeah. It sounds like go you back have. And tell you. Well, that's a really great answer full of some real wisdom. I, I think that that's um that's a very real thing and and uh that's a very good I think accepting that life happens and and that that the experiences that we uh, go through lead up to or or push into to making you who you you end up being, I think there's wisdom in that. So I, I certainly uh, I, I certainly uh, applaud you on accepting that and 
kind of looking back at the the struggles that you've gone through, not with uh, not with disdain or anger or frustration, but you you've accepted them and you see them as uh, things that made you stronger. And I think that's good. Who, uh, Alberto and Jim, are we going to, or what posts are we going to talk about this week? We we want to sh- shout someone out and, or or do our a weekly whatever we want to call it. We don't really have a name for it yet. Uh, who, who or what are we thinking at this point? Yeah, we got, we got to work on yeah. that. I don't know. Alberto, do you have one in particular? Uh, absolutely. It was uh, one of our members, uh, Matthew D., actually had posted a picture of himself. Uh, let me see if I can find it real quick. I believe it was him wearing a suit that he had uh, previously it – was, it was a pair of old suit pants. That's what it was. He it was wearing a pair of old suit pants, and he had to go out and get a new suit because he hasn't put it on in a while, and he posted a picture of what he currently looks like with those old pants on and then it's, it's an impressive picture he he's quite a transformation lost a really good amount of weight and uh, i mean having to buy a new suit and for that reason i think is a, is a beautiful thing yeah absolutely well i will throw in um i'm just gonna say joey uh, uh palacios if i'm pronouncing it right joey if i'm not i'm apologizing but he put up one um that he has dropped 60 pounds now uh, following keto. Um, he was a guest on a previous show uh, a few episodes back, so you can find that and everything. But he uh, went from a XL to a large medium, dropped from a 44 to a 34-inch waist. Uh, diabetic A1C went from 7.8 to 5.5. So he still has a few pounds left to his target, but he is kicking it. Um, and all of this has been going on since uh, basically from December to early June. Um, not quite 200 days give or take uh so pretty remarkable transformation for joey so kudos to him agreed he's a an inspiration to a lot of us that's that's for sure okay gents well that's pretty much all um all we have other than to quickly go through our contact information now it, it it can be said that if you're a part of the Keto Man's Club or want to become a part of the Keto Man's Club, all you have to do is go to theketomansclub.com and that's going to take you to the group and you can reach out to any one of us, including Tony, uh, through the group because we're all there. We spend quite a lot of time there. And uh, so you, you, you can easily get a t- in touch with us uh, that way. Uh, you can also reach out to the podcast a couple different ways. One of those ways is Instagram, and that is at Keto Man's Club Podcast uh, for the handle. And we post their promos and happenings. And, and this week, it's been a little bit about working out. We'll talk about that at a future in a future episode. Uh, but yeah, we, uh, we we share some content out there. We throw out reminders of new episodes, things like that. So that's a really good uh, place to follow the podcast. You can also, if you have any questions or comments, you can uh, reach out to us via email. And that is Keto Man's Club Podcast at gmail.com and you can reach us there we would love to hear from you that is m-a-n-s on all of these uh just for those who need it there will be links in the show notes as well for that uh, so that you can easily get to it that way in regards to the podcast we would highly encourage you to subscribe and while you're subscribing if you would please go ahead and leave us a rating and or a comment because that helps us get into the algorithm So other than all of that, gents, uh, I'll give my 
uh, personal Instagram, you can follow my keto posts at at Duckman Keto on Instagram. And then I'm on Facebook in the Facebook group as well. Alberto, uh, where are you at? Instagram uh, at Capital Painter. And uh, easiest other place to get me, it would be on the Keto Man's Club. Jim, how about you? Uh, same thing. Find me on the Facebook group. I'm in there every day. I need to get a life, but I kind of like it in there as well. <laughs> and uh, on Instagram, Jim Inman Jr. So uh, you can track me down at either spot. And uh, again, uh, we're in the 2,500 plus members. We're growing every day. So uh, you know, if you are interested in learning more, um, please uh, request to join the group. There's a couple of security questions that we put out there just to make sure that uh, you're already familiar with this way of eating um it is a boys club so no girls allowed uh but uh, we love you but boys club only and um yeah from there just uh, come in and you'll find that uh, it's it is a, a good camaraderie uh we do get into the weeds occasionally which is really awesome to uh hear the successes and challenges that our guys are going through and uh very supportive all the way around absolutely Okay, well, that pretty much wraps it up for another episode of the Keto Man's Club podcast. Have a great week. Thank you for joining us for the Keto Man's Club podcast. Your support means the world to us. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Would you help us spread the word about the Keto Man's Club by sharing with your friends and family? We're available on all podcast platforms, so just search for Keto Man's Club and you'll find us. If you would like to connect with us, you can do so a number of ways. Our web address leads to our Facebook group, theketomansclub.com. That's T H E. K-E-T-O-M-A-N-S-C-L-U-B.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at Keto Man's Club Podcast. Lastly, if you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out via email to Keto Man's Club Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you again for joining us today, and we look forward to hanging out with you again next week.